You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Seriously, I would have made a great lead singer of a band called Super Douche. <laughs> Judging by these things, it is I cannot Wait. It is some of the most embarrassing things I've ever read, and it's in my own handwriting, and I actually came up with these things. It's 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 incredible, is I, what it is. I'm not very incredible. excited to get to hear it, because we haven't told each other what our respective things are. I know. I know. I don't. I really don't <laughs> want to do this. I kind of want to back out of reading these lyrics. That is a lot of lyrics that you have right there. It's a lot of lyrics. And a lot of scribbles, a, of, a lot of side notes, a very, lot of additions. Very deep a feelings, A lot of subtractions. Sarah. Very deep feelings that I wrote when mm-hmm. I was 19. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Exilin. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for <laughs> finding us. So uh, let's just cut to the chase here. T- tonight... December 10th, Wednesday, December 10th, is the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. It is. Happening at the Secret Society. We are hoping to see so many of you out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come down. Hang out with us. Uh, the Secret Society, as we talked about yesterday, is going to have a, a hot dog special. Well, I am so... I've never had my it's own special Hebrew before. It's a Hebrew National hot dog special in honor of Sarah X. Dillon's love of hot dogs. It's true. Sarah Hot Dog Dillon. And, oh, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, you buy one of the hot dogs and a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Which is amazing. Which so I did decide cool. on my charity. It is, in fact, going to be the Returning Veterans Project. Awesome. Which is one that we've supported before fully behind it. Great, great charity. Mm-hmm. They don't even know about it, but we're going to be doing money. Just supr- we always just give them money. We're like, here you go. You didn't know we were doing this. Here, There's some money surprise, for Surprise. There's some money. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where the charity is going to be going. Uh, but with that also, of course, four incredible comedians tonight. Uh, Stephen Wilbur, Adam Posse, Zach Toscani, and Amy Miller. Amy was actually going to be on the show today, but she had some work stuff come up last second. Uh, she felt terrible about not coming down, but I was like, look, work work is work. You got you to exactly. do what you got to do. Exactly. And regardless, she'll be there tonight. Yes, she will. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are really excited about these comedians. I mean, they're they're the stars of the show. They're who uh, who everybody's coming down to see because it's it, they're just fantastic. Well, and as we've talked about before, when we have these you know smaller showcases in a really nice venue, like it is sometimes one of the last opportunities you get to see some some of these comedians who are all up and coming yeah. before they you know go off to greener pastures. I mean, we had Shane Torres, what last one, the one before, and he's already, he's moved to the the Big Apple. Right, he's we're, in New York City, living yeah. out his dream. People are just moving this and that, so we gotta gotta see him while we can. This is your chance to see them. Mm-hmm. And so it's at one sixteen Northeast Russell. That's where the Secret Society is. If you're worried that it's too far away, it's so easy. I take public transportation to get there. It's just yeah. uh, right. Uh, it's like right next door to the Wonder Ballroom, right across, uh, right on top of Toro Bravo. Toro Bravo. Yeah. Toro Bravo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so right on. Russell Street, so it's right off of MLK. Super easy to get to. Great place. They're going to have drinks, comedy, hot dogs. Yes. They have other amazing food, too. I need to stop latching onto the hot dogs. Well, yeah, but the hot dogs are pretty awesome. They are pretty. For one night only. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all going to be going on there this evening Plus, at the Secret Society. The doors will be, uh, well, you can go there as early as 5.30. The show will start at 8, so just try to get there by then. Even if you're a little late, though, you won't miss everything. However, here's the thing that's going to start off the night. Which Sarah and I have agreed to basically torture ourselves for you. Sarah is going to be reading a passage from her journal that she wrote when she was 18 or 19, uh, dealing with when she was living in sorority, (laughs) where Sarah would 
walk out into a field by herself with a guitar she didn't know how to play and sit there and write down her, her very emotional uh, thoughts the and passages of emotions. regarding life and how everyone else, no one else got it and how, how much she actually did did care about everything and how much how much you cared more than others. See, I was the only person that ever felt, you know, oppressed by um, society, by past relationships, by um, by sororities. No I am one the else. only person. Just no one else. No one else but me and my guitar no. I couldn't play and will, my fuzzy journal I wrote in and my black combat boots. Will you be bringing your guitar that you can't play? I don't have the guitar I can't play. Okay, all right. It was my, it's my mom's guitar, so she has that guitar. So it's just going to be you solo. I just took it to college for four years and then gave it right back. <laughs> I'm like, here you go, Mom. So it's just going to be you solo on stage reading a passage from there, and the passage I believe is called Sorority of Lies. Is that correct, sir? That you'll be regaling the people with? Yes. So that's what Sarah's going to be reading. And I am going to be reading. Yeah, so we've already heard about Sorority of Lies. But Greg, I have never seen. I have my journal here. I've had it here for a couple days. I've been perusing it, you know, posted a couple pictures from it. I posted the picture from uh, 1999 that I pasted inside of my journal so I could tell what I looked like at the time. Wow. Well, here is what's important. (laughs) Here is what I'm going to be doing. So I talked about this earlier in the week. I, uh, I had a relationship with a girl by the name of Emily when I was, I think this was when I was 19. And by relationship, like, we went out, we, and we hung out. We hung out together. I'll say that. And I took her to, like, one of the fraternity dances that I was in at the time. And then I was taking her to another dance because things were going so well. I was like, well, you can come to this one, too, with me. And the day before, she gave me a call and told me she couldn't go to the dance because she had to go back home because her horse got cancer. So she was leaving town, and coincidentally, after that, she never called me again, ever, even though I... Then you never saw her again, either? Did you uh, see her, no, like, No, I don't think passing? I ever saw her. I don't think I ever saw her. Oregon State's a pretty big campus. I don't think I ever ran into her again. And That's true. On, a big, on bigger campuses, like even at WSU, when I went there, like, you can walk a different direction and never bump into anyone for, you know, the remainder of your not, college term. Not that I didn't look for her everywhere I was going, just, to, just in hope that I would oh, see Emily her. Oh, Emily was looking for you, too, but for a different reason. She didn't want to bump <laughs> into the weird guy. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I would... I oh this is so embarrassing. Greg is by the way. Let me just tell you, if you ever want to uh, like like Greg is very secure now. Like you know he can we make all kinds of fun of him, talk about him being short and whatever. Greg can take it. However, the one thing that Greg cannot handle and he's never been able to handle is talking about his past, like when he was younger, like probably through like high school, through college, because I think those were his very extremely it's awkward. very awkward. And you like I cannot even express to you. What we've been going through this morning when Greg has – he has his peachy, he has his trapper I'll keeper. I'll explain that. Full of all of his lyrics and he would look at some of them, start mumbling to himself and be like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this tonight, Sarah. You're going to do it. I'm like, you have to – I'm sitting here. The voice of reason for once. I'm like, you have to do it. We already talked about it. You so, have to do it. Greg is steadfastly trying to not do this. Well, let me finish the explanation of Emily here. So Emily, yeah – she never called me back, but then that didn't mean to me that she wasn't trying to get a hold of me. Maybe she was just busy. So I called several times, leaving messages for her under the guise that we were still together. Hey, Emily, just calling to see how's it, how it's going, you know, and make sure you didn't miss my calls. Afraid, you know, maybe it got deleted and I would leave these messages. And I did that for probably a couple of weeks before it finally hit me like, oh, 
she doesn't want to see me anymore. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. So at the time, you know, I had been playing in bands, and I'll explain. Let me. I'll just explain all of this. So just do it. It'll make you less. You know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm teaching you the Greg way. What you need to do is feel as uncomfortable as possible. You got to let it all out now. So when it comes time to actually read some of your lyrics on stage, you'll be a lot less afraid. I'm not reading a ton of lyrics, but I'm. I'll explain all of this. So what I would do is, you know, because that was when I was first starting playing in bands, and I was in a band that was. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. I was a band with my brother and stuff like that. But the thing is, back then, I was afraid. I was terrified of singing. So I never sang. Like, we would play shows. and You I were would, terrified of singing? Yeah. When we first started playing in bands, I was so nervous to be on stage. I'm nothing like I am now. I, I, it terrified me to be on stage. And I was just playing bass. And we would play shows. We were playing concerts. Like, we even played up here in Portland, played Satyricon and all that stuff. But I would make sure that the sound guy put a microphone nowhere near me. I didn't even want to talk on stage. All I could do is just, like, look down and make sure I didn't mess up playing my bass bass stuff and if there was a bass solo god forbid that was terrifying like this is how scared i was of everything however i would still write these lyrics you know imagining that you one day i'll be a singer in this and i would write lyrics about the things going on in my life and i wrote some about emily didn't use her name but i know what it was about and i did find part of one of the songs about emily and I'm going to be reading those lyrics on stage. Yes, yeah, so this tonight. isn't going to be like a long performance art. Like both of us, they're albeit it'll be short. They're not very long, but uh, <sighs> I will promise you that they are very, very embarrassing for yes. both of us to read. It's very hard to read through. Greg these. and I, like, we're not stressed out so much, you know, about the you know about the comedy showcase because the comedians are great. We're excited to see everybody. No, all of our balls of stress have just been about our like bits that we're going well, to have to do here's the thing because it brings back all of these memories like it brings back all of this very very awkward time in my life and that i i wrote down so here's the other thing you know because I, I really enjoyed playing music and all that stuff i also at the time i found a whole bunch of other lyrics in this yes trapper keeper trapper portfolio folder that i have that i apparently kept them all in i had all this stuff in my basement in a bin and i found it last night and there's page after page of all of these other lyrics that I wrote, full songs that I wrote out. But at the time, I listened to a lot of a lot of Pantera, a lot of Alice in Chains, a lot of Megadeth. And one of the common themes throughout those, those bands and throughout their lyrics were they would write about, you know, the perils of drugs and the drugs they were on and what they've gone through and, you know, all these deep, dark things about the heroin addiction or something like that. And so I would try to write songs like that very seriously problem is i didn't do drugs i had no idea what anything was that it was like a 19 year old trying to interpret what a 30 year old would be like post a serious heroin addiction and that's how i would write my lyrics and i was very serious about it but but it's all fake but you were trying like, to you were trying to write it from the perspective was, of a, reco- a recovering heroin addict yeah basically i was trying to write it as a drug addict but i was not a drug addict nor did i want to be but i was like well that's deep though so i should write about that you know about the demons and you know that's kind of funny because i remember when i was in high school i was uh for some reason, that kind of shit was glamorized. Not heroin, per se, but like having some sort of, you know, addiction. Yeah. So I remember I really, I loved caffeine pills. And I was thinking, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, I'm so addicted to my, ca- like, I'm addicted to my caffeine pills. Like, trying to make it think, like, it gave me another layer. Right, a layer that people oh, wouldn't God. understand. Yeah, exactly, a layer to my depth. 
It's so embarrassing. <sighs> yeah, I am reading. Uh, it's just page Oh, Suman actually po- points out, well, uh, it was said that Greg was a drug, act, uh, drug addict. That was the rumor in Monmouth. Remember that person who said that? How? Yeah, that's right. You talked about that. I did show. talk about that. That was my mm-hmm. ex-high school girlfriend who, when I moved to Portland, I mean, this was years after we had broken up. Um, yeah, apparently it started a rumor that I was a drug addict and basically homeless living in Portland and that, which none of these were true. I had a very nice job and, and living in a nice house, not a drug you addict. You still feel the need doing, to defend this, even though everybody knows it's not true. Like, and I, I had a great job. I wasn't living on the streets. Well, no, because, because this, I mean, I grew up in a small town. Stuff, word gets around and apparently this word got all around and then eventually made its way back to me like years later that that's, that's what everybody had thought. But I was writing lyrics along those lines, so if these had ever been public, then I guess that would make sense. They were not public because I did not sing and I did not have a band to sing these in. These were just, I would write them because I was getting out my, uh, my feelings. Wait, but they weren't your feelings. They were somebody else's feelings that you were trying to feel. Yeah. Yeah. So you were trying to channel trying Lane to pretend, Staley. I was trying to pretend to be Lane Staley or Phil Anselmo. That's pretty much what I was trying to do. Yeah. And and I'm realizing this now. At the time, I was very serious. I thought, wow, this is, uh, this is groundbreaking stuff right here. This is very, very deep. People, people will listen to this and they'll be like, wow, he really, really speaks to me. He really is getting over that heroin problem that he probably had. Oh, wow. These are, these are awkward. All right. Well, you have to read one. I mean, these these are the ones that you're bringing tonight, right? All right. You know what? That's so funny when you were talking about being horse cancered by Emily, because when I was reading in my journal, I uh, was reading about this guy. Horse cancered should be a thing. That's what you should call it when a girl just breaks up with you. Oh, yeah. No one. But I totally horse cancered this guy because it it was a guy friend of mine. I'm like, so-and-so keeps calling me. And it's really awkward because I think he's trying to ask me out on a date. And I don't want to be anything more than friends with him. So I'm just not going to call him back. Like I had that was in here. <laughs> You're just not going to call him back. So some poor bastard got horse cancer. Some guy by who you. was nicknamed in uh, college Maverick. Wow. Okay, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. I douchey. don't. I don't know why. So essentially, maybe Emily had a journal, and I was in that journal of some guy that she's just. Eh, I'm just not going to call that guy back anymore. <sighs> I never even knew what I did. All right. I don't know if I want to just do it. This is going to be so less worse than tonight. I'm looking for the light. I think it's I think it's taking too long. I'll develop my own light. Make it pretty. I don't know. Stop trying to Okay, you cannot question what this is cuz I don't know. Well, then you got to stop mumbling and speak so I can understand. <sighs> I don't want to read that one. Um you have so many pieces of paper there's right there. There's so many. And the thing is I know there's there's stacks more. I just couldn't find them. Um Here's one called <laughs> A Bottle, A Joint, and A Line. I wrote a song called no, that. No, you did <laughs> Yeah. Oh now, keep in mind, God. I didn't even smoke weed because I don't like weed, <laughs> let alone was I doing anything that would involve a line. But this, this was the song I wrote because I was like, well, that's the kind of thing that Lane Staley would write. <sighs> a Bottle, A Joint, and A Line. Um, uh, people are saying we're going to like macho machine it or micro machine it. No, no, we'll read them. We'll read it, but it's not going to be a huge long thing on stage. Like I'll read part of it, part of one of them on stage. And I will yeah, read are... Sorority of Lies. Anyway, it's there's just... What is that typed out one? What is that? Well, part of this stuff, this was also um, the actual band I was in. These were the flyers we would send out. Well, how did they describe your band? Can I see? We described our own band. Let we didn't... See. All right, the I... band... It wasn't. Uh, You've been together for nine months. You've played many parties and small concerts. 
In addition, we headlined a show at the Venetian Theater. Recently, we played a half-hour live set. But well, an hour and a half live set, sir. Oh, an hour. Ex- wow, you still remember that. <laughs> well, because I have it right in front of me. Uh, please call Greg at the, your phone number. We play all original music. We appreciate your time, and we hope you enjoy the tape. Yes, because that's when I was sending out tapes to all the venues oh, wow. in Portland and Eugene and everywhere and all of that stuff. And then we played Satyricon. Your brother was in your band with you? Yeah. This was huh. a band that he, – he was still in high school when we were playing in this band. The problem was we named the band. So I was uh, – this is when I was a freshman in college. And this is – again, these lyrics had nothing to do with this band. That was completely side. But this – the band that we had at the time, it was myself, Gavin, who's you know now encouraged and all that stuff. Uh, my brother – and a guy named Tom who played drums. Oh, good old and, Tom who played drums. And I was taking a theater class, and we had to read Othello. And the bad guy in Othello is Iago. That's the that's the bad guy's name. So, and you know, he's the guy that's like like trying to manipulate everyone. Like he's the the supervillain in Othello. And so I was like, well, that's a great name. He's a supervillain, Iago. Here's the thing: I never watched Aladdin. I don't know. I, I never watched that movie, the cartoon Aladdin. Apparently, the parrot in that is named Iago. So anytime you would explain, like, yeah, we're named Iago. Oh, like the parrot from Aladdin? I'm like, no! Not like the parrot from Aladdin? Like the guy from Othello. <laughs> that makes you sound so sad. Like the, no, it's not the parrot from Aladdin. I would get it's, so it's mad. It's from Othello. It's from Othello. It's very serious. And uh, these were these were the things that Did I would... Did you next try to go as, like, Sebastian? And people were like, no, it's the Oh, it sucked so bad because I would get <laughs> so mad. The little mermaid. Like, it's a very deep name. You need to understand. And, okay, if uh, you're having to over-explain your name and how deep it is when everyone thinks you're named after a Disney oh, character. Oh, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, believe me. I, I was very aware of that. So, the, the but the, these other side lyrics. Not <laughs> he's for even pointing out uh, he was even voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Makes you even more badass. Siago <laughs> from the play. I would love to see you all dark and brooding, trying to explain to people it's not based on a Disney cartoon. It's based on a villainous character who manipulates things. That's that's where Iago came from. So, anyway. That that's the side thing. the The band, but lyrics. the bottom line is is that you did find the poem. That you, uh, I found, or the, the, excuse I, me, the lyrics that you wrote about. Emily. I found part of the lyrics that All I right. wrote about. So this Emily. is going to be happening tonight. This will be happening tonight. I will be reading these live on stage before the actual comedians yes. come up on stage. We're going to humiliate ourselves on stage for your benefit. So come down, come down to the Secret Society tonight. We really want to see everybody. You know what else people can see tonight, Greg? Hmm. My mermaid hair. Oh, that's true. You do have you have bright blue hair. I did. I decided last night. I, I always do things on a whim. I don't really like. Sometimes I think things through. Not usually when it comes to like dyeing my hair. Yeah. But uh, I decided last night. I'm like, I want to make my hair mermaid colored. I don't uh-huh. know why I think it's mermaid colored. But yeah, it's you're all like... kind of obsessed with calling it a mermaid color. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I did it all like a bright purple blue on the top, and then it kind of uh-huh. fades into a teal, and then like down into the brown of my hair. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how long that was on a whim. Huh? So that that was on a whim. This kind I of mixed like... up a bunch of colors last night. I was like, ah, I'm gonna go home, and I was like working on a painting, and I just kind of sit there. I'm like, I'm gonna dye my hair. I wanted to, so I got my bowl and like my colors and the mixes. I'm just like, what color should I do? And I wasn't sure, and so I decided to just put a bunch of them in there. So is it on a whim along the lines of when you um, sprayed the uh, the orange spray tan stuff on your skin, and then it 
got and then I was orange for my sister's bunched wedding. Bunched up into like weird streaks and and. Globs. Are you talking about on my sister's wedding day? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that. Yeah. Well, because it's one of those things that I do. You know, I mean, let's be honest. I was painting. I had a couple glasses of wine. Wow. And I'm like, and it's one of those things where I wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, this looked really good last night. Yeah. Let's see what it looks like in the morning. I'm not sure. Well, it looks it looks good. It's blue. Uh, it's very our blue. next door neighbor, Brahim, uh, just told me that I looked like a what did he say? A, a tropical fish. Oh, I, no! He said you look like a bird of paradise. A bird of paradise. <laughs> he said, "Wow, your hair looks cool. You look like a bird of paradise." I'm like, "I'll take it. That's what I like." That's that's the important thing. Take it as a compliment. Uh, I totally will. So take that'll be tonight. That'll. Um, Oh, gosh. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So all this is happening this evening. Um, uh, I, I mean, I just can't say... We're both just so creeped out right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say how uncomfortable it is for me to to, to read these things. And uh, You guys know what I think you'll get to see tonight if you're there? You can probably get to see slightly drunk Greg. Maybe. Because he's going to be nervous. I will And be I think nervous. when Greg gets nervous, sometimes he'll have a couple whiskey shots to loosen him up. Yeah, that's possible. And it's really that it's could funny. happen. Mm-hmm. That could happen. <laughs> I'm not going to say it won't happen. So uh, yeah, because remembering all of this stuff, like I was just so awkward, so awkward. And uh, and I found even my old. Um, apparently, I kept kept everything from college. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. I even found my old uh, book, my uh, address book. With names and phone numbers of everybody I was friends with oh, and yeah. girls at the time. And so I've got all of this stuff and going through there and just seeing that, like, oh, that was awkward. A lot of awkward dates. A lot of really awkward dates. There was a girl I took roller skating because I didn't know what to do. And um, that was uh, incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's bringing back all these things. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. When I've been reading through my stuff, like, I forget, like, how much you feel when you're younger. Like, I wrote out some, like, some of the guys that I went on dates with or, like, people I was friends with that I haven't thought about in 15 years. Like, I, I, like, wrote their full names, thankfully, in the journal. So, like, I was able to look some of them up and be like, oh, God, that's what you turned out yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> it's been weird. <laughs> uh, and they've probably done the same to me. like, oh, that's what she turned out like. Okay. Yeah, Bud Vixen's in the uh, live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live if you're a live subscriber. Said, Greg, at least you can be thankful you grew out of that level of awkward. Not everyone is that fortunate. Did I? Did I? I'm not sure. He didn't. I'm not sure. Spoiler alert. Maybe I just – I deal with it a little bit better now. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. I get to see behind the scenes. You don't deal with it very well. <laughs> see, Greg, this is me doing the Gregism to you. I'm beating you down to make you feel better for tonight. Right. Okay. Well, I'm beaten down. You're breaking me mentally. And then build me. Now you have to build me back up. That's not how the system works. So it's no. actually you're. I have the, to keep breaking. My you, right? system of psychoanalysis is you break them down emotionally, mentally, every level, and then. The person has to build themselves back up, and then they're stronger for it. Well, then let's do your own system. Okay. I mean, I'm sure, you know, nobody's going to be you know, sitting there judging you just like, jeez, he hasn't really changed much at all, has what he? How chore. many of these things has or did he actually just write for some unrequited love? <laughs> <laughs> what does he keep all of his song lyrics in now? <sighs> Gmail. All right. <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg, we've talked about this before, and we actually talked briefly about this. Uh, we touched on it with uh, Zach Toscani yesterday. We are talking about it. Now, there is, of course, I've worked in broadcasting for a number of years, and we've been doing this show for five years. And for the past 
10, 12 years or so, I've gone by uh, the name Sarah X. Dillon. Yes. Now, lo and behold, there is yet another Sarah X who has been making headlines, not for broadcasting, not for being in radio or anything, but because of her magical boobs. Yes. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I do. About. There is a new girl named Sarah X who has been making herself famous by making her boobs dance along to songs. Now, the first one that she did, so basically she's a stripper. She has super strong pecs because she's, you know, always working the pole like strippers do and stuff. And she got, like, big giant boob implants mm-hmm. so she can move her boobs to, like, the beat of music and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, kind of uh, like, like Zeus in WWF. Exactly like Zeus in WWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this came out a couple months ago where she was able to move her boobs to a Mozart song. Yes. Now, since, of course, it's uh, the Christmas season, she's decided that she doesn't want to go away. And Sarah well, X... Well, no, you got to latch on to that fame. Sarah X, who's a tattooed 36 D model from Virginia, has decided to come out with her latest boob-shaking song, to which she jiggles them to the tune of Jingle Bells. Yes, Sarah X moves her breasts individually and simultaneously as she listens to the dulcet tones of Jingle Bells being played. Now, she also, to be fair, she also has Jingle Bells attached to the bra that she's wearing or the top or whatever. Oh, you, you've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, it's it's everywhere, Sarah. I'm supposed to be on top of pop culture, so. Well, a lot of people it was have. my job. Because uh, her first video that she did, Sarah X's, uh, she was able to hit 7 million views now are you in three days mad that her name is sarah x or are you mad that since you're the sarah x you should be the one popular for this video and getting seven million views no i just don't like having the same name as somebody who's famous for jiggling her boobs around yeah Yeah, that's kind of rough thank you are you you worried that people out there i'm afraid that that somebody's gonna google me and like all of a sudden it'll be sarah x and be like oh that's what happened to sarah (laughs) well clearly she got a lot of work done and now she (laughs) just jiggles her boobs around for money (laughs) <laughs> I jiggle my vocal cords for money. Oh. Ew, that was creepy. Yeah, that really uh, So was. they call her in this uh, article Sexy Sarah X, 27 years young. Now, in the video, the, I'm sure Greg could tell us about it, but um, I'll go ahead and tell you. She first removes her fur coat before bobbing her bosoms in time to uh, the Christmas Carol classic. Now, she sports just a bikini and up. Why the fuck am I reading this? Whatever. Sarah X. Stop. No, describe it. It's good. It's good. Sarah X is sporting just a bikini and a Santa hat. She clocks up a minute of busty beat-matching bounces. Busty beat-matching bounces. Before finishing with a bell-accompanied flourish and heading off with a pile of presents. All right, Sarah X, who has clocked over 100,000 likes on Facebook, which is totally not true. I looked her up on Facebook to see if this was true. She has about 1,200 likes. Huh, that's weird. Uh Uh-huh. says the secret... To her breasts is her job as a pole dancer. Sarah X says it sort of naturally happens. I was a dancer. That's actually why I got implants. I have really strong pectoral muscles from doing pole dancing. Once I got the implants and would flex, I could move these giant implants to the beats of different songs. <laughs> so is, are you all the videos just going to be... So- you keep reaching for those stars, Sarah. Are all the videos just going to be that? Because uh, I imagine she's not going to go away. No, she's not going to go away. Uh, and is there yes, any sign of what the next song is going to be? I don't, maybe she'll do something um, for New Year's Eve. I'm thinking she's gonna still going to do, even though the song's kind of over. She'll definitely do something for 4th of July. Can't you see her doing some Katy Perry, like, firework thing on uh, her boobs? I think she's either... I she's going to do it to Baby, you're a fire. No, I think uh, Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. Oh, gross. 
I think I I think that's it. That's I'm laying down my money. I think that's going to be the next song. Well, there you go. So in case anyone gets confused, there are two Sarexes. I am not the skinny 27-year-old blonde one with big fake breast implants who wiggles them along to songs. Just to clarify. I just need to clear that up a little I want to make sure. Do you need to make a public post about it? <laughs> next up. Story about a woman, a story about a woman. A Florida woman has been charged with battery after investigators are now saying that she punched her sister in the face during an argument about her boyfriend and a vibrator. (laughs) Now, deputies arrested Florida woman Heidi Marie Creamer. Creamer? Heidi Marie Creamer? Heidi Marie Creamer. What's wrong with that? I know a creamer in... I've never known a creamer. Oh, really? Yeah. No, there was a family of them in, in Monmouth. There was a family of what? Family of Creamers. Actually, Brian Creamer, that kid was a bully. He was a bully. Wherever you are today, Brian Creamer, you were an asshole. When I was in first grade, he was, uh, he, I think he was a year or two. No, he's two years older than me. And his sister was in my class. Yeah, he was a little jerk. Well, maybe he's related to Heidi Creamer. So Heidi Creamer was 48 years old, uh, is 48 years old, and she was hanging out at her sister's apartment. Ooh, there's that picture that was posted of <laughs> Heidi Creamer. In Ellington, uh, Florida. So when deputies arrived, so... Um, Heidi Creamer's the sister. Okay. Uh, her sister, her other sister's name is Holly Creamer. Okay. So when deputies arrived, uh, they say that Holly Creamer was on her balcony with blood on her face, and her sister Heidi Creamer was outside of the apartment pounding the locked front door and screaming obscenities. <laughs> now, deputies As were able do. to arrest Heidi Creamer, who told them that she'd been fighting with her sister, first about her boyfriend and then about a vibrator. It's not speci- specified... Um, so she was fighting with her sister? About a boyfriend and a vibrator. Okay. Tell me... Oh. There's uh, there's questions that need to be answered that I don't want to ask. Yeah. Uh, well, I, it doesn't even... Well, there aren't any answers to the questions, so you don't have to ask them. Okay. It doesn't specify why. All I know is that the Creamer sisters were in a fight about a vibrator and a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, also, Heidi Creamer's a little squirrely. She tried to break free from deputies during her arrest, but they were able to subdue her. Okay, good. Yeah. So Heidi Creamer off the streets of Florida. Safe. We're all mm-hmm. safe now. Out of Wellington, New Zealand. Man, I thought meth was, was only... Was that your New Zealand accent? Sure. No, I thought meth was it. more of a, a United States America kind of drug, but apparently it's everywhere. Okay, so you've got an American accent and a New Zealand accent. Well, just follow the story. Stop following uh, well, the Well, I accents. am. I, I, I mean, the accents, you know, accent the story, if you Well, will. guys, next time you're out trying to buy some moist towelettes to make sure that you're all nice and disinfected, make sure what? that they weren't made out of... Liquid meth. The moist towelettes were made out of liquid moist meth? Moist towelettes. How? Liquid meth. What, so Somebody was smuggling in imported moist towelettes from New Zealand that weren't soaked in antiseptic or anything along those lines. Nope, they were soaked in liquid meth. Wow, I'm imagining the songs I could write about that, a drug that I would never do, but... Yeah, so they were able to... So um, this was actually... Feel the liquid found- on my skin. Is this one of your songs? Now it's time it's soaking in. Yeah. That'd probably Is be that one of the in songs. your Trapper Keeper? No, that would be one I would write now if it were back then about a drug that I would never do. You're getting a little flummoxed right over there. No, it was pretty clear what I said. What would your song be again? Well, I'm not going to re-sing it. Well, you have to. No, I don't. Well, you'll just write it later and put it in another <laughs> folder. Uh, so they were caught by the New Zealand Customs Service. So they were able to make... Let's see, make these moist towelettes, these imported moist, uh, imported moist towelettes, um, using one gallon of liquid methamphetamine. 
That is a lot of that meth. That seems like a lot of meth. That seems like a lot of meth. Uh, so the people who were trying to smuggle this in were arrested and charged with uh, of importation of a controlled drug and conspiracy to supply a Class A controlled drug. So it doesn't really say is how they were. Is this real? Yeah. Wow. See, because this just makes me think of the uh, you know the old stories from Halloween when we were kids that somebody's going to slip acid in your candy or something like that, or, well, they or were... razor blades in the apples. Well, what I'm saying, I don't think that they were doing it because nobody wants to give away, as we've talked about it. With the Halloween thing, it's bullshit. People who have drugs don't want to give away their drugs for no, free, let alone no. to children. No, so I don't think that they wanted to just get people high with their methamphetamine moist toilet uh, okay. towelettes. All right, but I think they were they were importing them in order to sell them. It's kind of smart, smart for a meth head. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, crafty. Who would know? Not smart enough though. Yeah. So they were able to seize this before anyone started getting high off of moist towelettes. Now I'm going to have to pay attention to my neighbors since I do have meth head neighbors and to see if I see like used. Moist towelettes around you. I don't want to look for moist towelettes though around their house. I don't know what they've been used for. Ooh. Oh, uh, be just saying liquid meth isn't a thing. Anything can be liquid if you put some liquid in it. I okay. mean, there's liquid cocaine. There's liquid. There's oh, yeah? liquid everything. Oh yeah. Okay. Depends. I mean, on how much you know. Okay. Liquid to mass or whatever. All right. I'll make a note for my fake drug lurk. <laughs> yeah, you got to know that. <sighs> All right, and I finally have this one. I was just going to find this last story. Okay. All right, so we have these uh, every once in a while, so I wanted to bring this up because you seem always kind of interested in these. So, of course, we live in a day and age. I love how I start these stories. It's like, we, we live, live in, a in a day and age. Burp, burp, burp. Do you uh, want, like, some old-timey music while you're talking about this? No. Okay. So we live in a time, of course, where they're constantly updating the verbiage in the dictionaries because, you know, everyone's always making up new new words, new things. Right. Are you, are you trying to find old-timey music? Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, uh, so, of course, there are regular dictionaries, you know, published dictionaries. There are also online dictionaries that a lot of the kids use these days and are starting to, you know, be treated as actual dictionaries. Right. So, uh, out of Oxford, England, OxfordDictionaries.com, the free online version of the Oxford English Dictionary, has announced its new entries... Tell us about the old times, Sarah. Back what's in a, my day. What's a dictionary that you're talking about there? Sounds a little too fancy for my blood. Sounds I East Coast. I remember how fancy dictionaries are. Remember how, like... Sounds like you grew up in a brick building. That would be a slight if we were back in the Do you remember like how West, awesome cause... it was, how awesome encyclopedias were? Do you remember yes. a time we had a full set of encyclopedias? I'm going to guess Britannica. you. Yeah, you probably walked on a cement sidewalk, didn't you? I remember being very excited when we got our Encyclopedia Britannicas. But now no kids these days... No whale oil for you. You had the fancy lights. But the I know kid, your type. Oh Don't trust God. them. Some people say citified. I say sissified. So the kids today will never know what it's like to have a brand new thesaurus, a brand new encyclopedia, a brand new dictionary. Hold ah, don't aunt. get me started on that. Hold it in your hand and just know that it holds all the world. We found out about the world from Grandpa. Grandpa visited the coast once. Treasures. All the treasures. Because every goddamn day, the kids today are coming up with these new words. And since they use them, they keep getting inserted into the goddamn dictionary. Only book I need to read is the Bible every Sunday. 
Now we had the uh, the proper dictionary. It was the I can't remember the other fancy one, the one that um, a couple months ago that came out with their words. However, this is the Oxford Dictionary's online version. So this is the Oxford University Press, which publishes the Oxford sounds a little sounds a little hoity toity for my for my taste. It's just announced the addition of a, of a thousand new entries on it's over there in the old country, isn't it? On OxfordDictionaries.com, including but not limited to duckface. Duck face. Well, duck face is the best part of the duck. You boil that up, got yourself a soup. Another one is LOL cat, lol cat. Is that how it's pronounced? Lol cat? Lol cat. Had one of those that got into a sheep pasture the other day. Took down two of them. Man crush is also one of them. Chased it off with my brother. Um, Let's see. Uh, Also, I've never heard of this one. Aldesco? Aldesco. 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 Oh, Aldesco. He's got the ranch up the way. Greg, I am going to punch you. <laughs> Aldesco apparently... Desco fought in the war. Hasn't been the same since. ...is known well enough to be entered into the dictionary. I guess it means while working at one's desk in an office. Um, other ones that made it is Cool Beans. My office is the cool... Greg! Cool Stop blue it. sky and green pastures. That's my office. All I need. Also, cool beans, digital footprint, five-second rule, hot, H-A-W-T. That's in the dictionary, hot? Yes. I-D-C, informal for I don't care. Gel. Wait, how is I-D-C a word? That's not a word. It's... That's an abbreviation. It says... Yeah, I don't know. It's in there. Uh, also, gel is in there. Gel? Short for, short for jealous. Oh... Lolcat, uh, man crush, permadeath, which I guess is a situation in which a character a character cannot reappear um, after being killed in a video game. Secret Santa, uh, WTAF is in there too. W. Okay. What, what does that, that mean? Greg? I don't know. I uh, don't know. It's, what... it's what the actual fuck. <sighs> and Obamacare. Which is an informal term for a federal law intended to improve access to health insurance for U.S. citizens. Duckface. Best insurance we had was rubbing a little dirt in the wound. Walk it off, you'll be better in the morning. A little bit of grandpa's cough syrup puts you to sleep, you wake up just fine. I can't do this. Gotta get up before dawn to get the hen's eggs. I don't even know where the, that's your world of crazy. Stop it. A little hoity-toity. I could do that all day long. No shit. That'd be fun. Maybe sometimes I wonder if they, maybe that was the time I was supposed to grow up in. Do you Sometime ever feel like, like you were reincarnated? No. I do. Yeah? What mm-hmm. what were you in your previous life? I... Oh, tell us. What were <laughs> no, you in your previous life? I wasn't anything specific in my previous life. But I swear I do remember... Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how it works. <laughs> no. It's being noted in the chat that horse cancer now needs to make it into the dictionary. Yes. With an alternate definition. Um, all right, and, the, and used in a sentence, horse cancered by an Emily. Yes, horse cancered by an Emily. Sometimes I really do feel like I lived in... When? Please in the 70s, in the 70s. 
In the, in the 70s, 70s. You were 70s. barely born outside of the 70s. Well, you can reincarnate fairly quickly. Uh, can you? Is that in the rule book? Maybe I died in 79 and then came back in 80. Okay, so what what were you in the 70s? I remember I was... <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is this a dream you have? I've never no, heard this I've before. No, always, I've just always thought it. It's been in my thoughts since I was a kid. I remember living in New York in the 70s, and I was an artist. That's all. <laughs> but I remember... Artists living in New York in the 70s. Yes. What kind of artist? I don't know. I don't know. But I've always... I've always... What exactly do you remember? I remember um, I remember living in a shitty apartment, and I remember it being like it was – all I remember is like it was rainy in the streetlights and living in New York, and it was just stinky. I remember – it's It was weird. stinky? Mm-hmm. Did you have cats? No, the outside was stinky. The outside was stinky. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you would be in this apartment, and Maybe then I and you were doing your art? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. No, it's just weird. I've always like had these memories since I was a little kid. Uh-huh. And I didn't go to New York until I was in my 20s. Huh. Weird. Whatever. Have ever... you ever had like a memory that you can't explain? Um, like, I don't know. I know the difference between dreams. It was just it's, it's just a I I don't know. Thank you for making me feel crazy. I'm not I don't trying feel to make you crazy feel... enough today. I'm not trying to make you feel yeah, I'm crazy. I'm not nervous at all. Thanks, Greg. You brought it up. I was just I was just trying to find out, trying to understand what it was that was going on there. All right. You've you never, s- ever thought that you came from somewhere else. No. I mean, not that I can say. Not that I, that I can say for sure. Well, I'm not saying anything for sure. I'm just saying. I mean, I've never. Thought. This sounds like a very, though, specific memory. It I'm, is a specific I'm sure a lot of people memory. Have, have you ever seen the show the, the Ghost Inside My Child? No. There's a show about that kind of thing. About what thing? About how children. Oh, like that thing where children have like. Memories of something else, but it's all specific. And then I saw one of those where, like, some creepy little kid was able to like lead the police to the body of someone that they had murdered in a past life. Not the body that they had murdered, but their own body. Oh God! Life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, huh. that was just it. I just wanted to see me. I thought that maybe we could have like a conversation, but apparently not. I'm I'm engaging in the conversation. I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to understand, trying to follow along with what's going on. You and your hip lingo. Carrie saying I OD'd at Studio 54 on October 8th, 1980, and my soul <laughs> whooshed into my newborn body the next day. Huh. Well, it might explain a lot. I don't, I've always had a... Uh, you have a penchant for small apartments. I do. I, and you are an artist. You do paint dog portraits. I do indeed. That's art. Well, all right. Well, now we know. Oh, that sounds like a crazy... <laughs> I almost want you to cut this out of the show. We're not going to cut it out of the show. We can't cut it out of the show. It's okay. It's okay. It's Just seriously always frazzle. been a thought in the back since I was a kid. It's really? Like I remember it. Yeah, I remembered huh. it when I was a kid, and I would like like when you were little, you mm-hmm. would remember this. You yeah. would remember being in. New I remember being in New York in the seventies. Yeah. Like what? And it wasn't possible. Yeah. I just remember it. I don't know. Huh. Whatever. Whatever. I'm just, it's okay. I'm just asking. This is making me very uncomfortable. Okay, all right. Well, we'll just have like enough. your just like your song lyrics are going to make you uncomfortable. That is going to make me very uncomfortable on stage. So you know what's the most awkward thing, really? Since okay, I'm just I'm forgetting about that. The best thing is, so I was posting on my Facebook page about yeah. how I'm reading Sorority of Lies tonight. Yeah, I'm friends with some of the girls in my sorority on Facebook, oh. and some of them have liked it, and I'm like, oh god. <gasps> Ooh. Because I wonder if they're like, oh. But they're all like, they're not like the horrible bitchy ones because I'm clearly not friends with them on there. But, but now it's they're funny wondering because what it they, is that they're wrote. aware now. Because I even like posted that picture and they're like, oh, I remember that girl. Oh. oh. Scandal. 
Well, maybe they can come down tonight, December 10th, at the Secret Society, and they can watch you talk about them live. The Secret Society Comedy Showcase here for Fun Employment Radio. It's going to be happening tonight. We want to see everybody there, so uh, come on down. It's going to be fun. Uh, you can get your tickets now at funemploymentradio.com. You can also buy them at the door. It'll be a couple bucks more at the door, um, you know, because we, we want you to pick them up ahead of time. But either way, whatever it is, we just want to see you down there. So uh, come down, hang out, get a hot dog. Because Matt from the Secret Society has set it up so that the Hebrew National Hot Dogs will be for sale and uh, proceeds going to Sarah's uh, charity of choice, which is the Returning Veterans Project, to help out uh, veterans coming back from overseas or from from service. Mentally, emotionally. Yeah, financially. financially. Yeah, all of that. It's a great Mm -hmm. It's a charity. It's a fantastic charity. Can't say anything wrong about that. Um, So you can help out charity. You can laugh. You can have fun. You can hang out with us. It's going to be a damn good time, and we just want to see everybody come down there. Oh, we're also going to be bringing some of our merch, too. Yes, we will. So uh, since we, you know, since it's a smaller affair, we're going to bring a little bit of it. But uh, we're going to have, should we just say what we're going to be bringing? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to be bringing our uh, green Fun Employment Radio shirts. And we also have our trucker caps. Is, yeah. Are they trucker? I wouldn't. They're not really, I they're not know. like big and puffy. Yeah. They're really high quality, cap. awesome hats. So basically, yeah, yeah, we'll have those for sale there. Uh, you can get them both uh, together for a discount and we'll mm-hmm. let you know when you're there. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So come on down. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. We are just looking so so much forward to seeing everybody uh, down there tonight. It's going to be fun. We're going to read our lyrics. We'll get through it. Or I'll read my lyrics. You read your poetry. And uh, we will get through it. And um, And then we'll get to laugh and drink with everybody. And then we get to laugh and hang out. All right, 116 Northeast Russell. So come hang out with us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys are fantastic. And we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up. Ah, bye. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.